Welcome adventures. back to... Oh, you talked over the intro, <laughs> man. Come on. Welcome back to episode eight of the Soul Supply Podcast. nine. 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 Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to the Soul Supply Podcast, episode nine with myself, George, at the Soul G of the Soul Supplier. Okay, just a quick one. There's a comment competition running, a £100 voucher. You can enter to win this voucher just by commenting on the video. That's it, as simple as that. And I'm here today with... Premium Dan, back for the third time. You'll right. be glad to know. We, are we doing the whole what's on your feet section? Not just yet. All right, fine. Uh, I'm Alex Vass, a.k.a. Alex Vass. <laughs> and yourself? Who and are we, you? Yeah, a special guest today from the community... I am Andy Wilson, uh, aka the underscore sneaker dog. Yeah, uh, and I'm here to talk a little bit about the uh, the business side of of trainers. Yeah, so I've been talking to Andy online via the community, um, via Instagram. We've been talking a lot about the economics and the business side of the sneaker industry. We have a lot of interesting chats about stocks and prices going up, Nike, why they're so profitable at the minute, and how are Adidas going to come back? There's been a lot of back and forth, hasn't there? And then we decided. <laughs> to do this podcast on the business of sneakers. So we've got quite a lot to talk about. We have, yeah. yeah. So how did you get into this whole, because you're, you're a trader, right, by day, or an equity, you're in the equities market, equities. right? Yes. I didn't didn't want to drop the trader word, but. <laughs> just drop it straight in. I just, straight away. He's <laughs> absolutely T-ball. stitched you up there, hasn't he? We've got to be real. And sure. uh, you, you take a look at this from a technical angle, right? So yeah, so I, I work within equities trading Europe, not specifically just leisure and, uh, and, uh, and sort of footwear or apparel stocks, but across the board. Uh, I've been doing it for about 20 years now. Yeah. Um, so we're in good hands, basically. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've always had a thing for sneakers. Um, I think part of that was my growing up in, uh, in Basildon, which was less sort of Tweed, more shell suits and things like that. So. I really wasn't expecting you to say Basildon. For some reason, I thought you were going to say like the Bronx or something. <laughs> you move that. I don't think sneakers and Basildon straight away. But, I, was, but, I, was, but, I was literally just going to ask, have you had many good nights in Bas Vegas then? Yeah, well... Bas Vegas? Yeah, that's what they call Bas, uh, nights out in Basildon, Bas, Bas, Bas Vegas. Yeah, that's, right, that's why Essex is on this side of the table. And the Bronx is on that side of you. I'd probably say my better nights were before Bas... They were probably pre-Bas Vegas. Oh, okay, cool. And Is this a known thing, this name, yeah? Yeah, legit. Like, yeah. that, Shout out to anyone is watching it, that knows about Baz Vegas. Is it completely? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is this going to be a Baz Vegas related question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baz Vegas. I mean, is it so bad that they call it Baz Vegas, or is it actually a decent night out? Depends. I mean, it's, no, down it's to what, your, 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 your opinion. Uh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, fair enough. Depends what you remember after it's a night in Baz Vegas, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Sure. But Sorry, I completely interrupted you there. No, but yeah. um, so yeah, so I think that's where the sort of the love for sneakers came from. Um, it was. Uh, Growing up in the in the eighties and, uh, and into the nineties, uh, it was just a, a big thing. In fact, when I wanted to do my work experience when I was at school, I was teed up to do it at Cobra Sports, which was a, a sports uh, sports shop in uh, in Basildon Town Centre. And I think they got wind of it, so they shut for refurbishment when I was due to be doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> the sneaker dogs in town, <laughs> close the shop. Yeah, the sneaker so dog. I, yeah, it's a bit of a name, that isn't it? It sounds quite. It sounds dangerous. Oh, it depends what sort of dog it is, isn't it? Yeah. Chihuahua? What? Box worse than your fight. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter, so I would definitely be. We've got a fluffy little uh, Maltese poodle uh, dog at home. So. You haven't named it after a sneaker, have you? No. No. <laughs> if the sneaker dog was a type of dog, what dog would the sneaker dog be? Oh, good question. Yeah. Mm. It's good. It would, it would probably, it would definitely be 
fluffy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Um, and um, no, I think it'd be energetic, definitely. Okay. Always interested and loyal. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. 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 Wear sneakers too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, can you remember your first pair of trainers that you bought? So I'm wearing the. I'm about to do the on feet thing. Yeah, that's it. Do what it. have you got you, on your feet? Do um, it. So I've got on the Jordan Six infras, infrareds. Yep. They were the first, for me, the first sort of memorable, definitely my first pair of Jordans, the first sort of memorable uh, pair of sneakers I had. So when they dropped again, it was a, this was a, no quite brain a grail for me, but you know, you, yeah, it, it, it relates to something that you, you know, from when you were younger. And what year did you get those in originally? 91. 91, the year I was born. <laughs> there you go. You do that, you? That's why you said it. Make sure you feel any worse. It's the year that all of us were born. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a size 11 foot, and you're not. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's true, I was yeah, going to yeah. ask. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. yeah, this is the UK. Oh no, you're a 10. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a 10. Right. So UK like seven here. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like yeah. a guest. He doesn't really make. I just only upgraded from kids sizes Sorry. recently. So uh, you know, actually, it's just so weird because I actually went on your Depop today. Yeah. And you have a pair of MX nineties uh, with like a felt. BT. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I looked at them. I was like, oh, I actually might buy them. And then I realised they were UK six and a half. No, I was like, well, I'm not going to buy them. They don't fit me. They're so bad. I took the inner soles out. I lost them. Uh, yeah, don't buy them. Yeah, they're no. so uncomfortable. Sorry, Most see, time, they're probably the reason that my toes are busted now. Because you bought them too small. Too small at Crep City. Sorry, are you selling a pair of trainers on Depop without the inner soles? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what Depop is, right? <laughs> you sell, okay, sure. Um, you sell on Depop. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Know, I know how the um, concept works. <laughs> just not the whole insole bit. Let's get into, real quick, first thing, the investing side of things. Because there's people out there that are probably invested in Nike, Adidas... Uh, to try and make some money because if you had done this say six or seven years ago let's say before this real explosion in the market and i'm not saying out here to invest just a disclaimer <laughs> i can't provide advice on that but i'm talking is the word objectively on this market you would probably if you had invested 10 grand you would have probably made a nice mint right now yeah um but if you would have also invested in the stock market generally you would as well so you can look at how the sneaker companies adidas nike uh, under armor these stocks have all performed um, but actually if you if you compare it then to sort of year, let's just say year-to-date moves so for instance the the s p 500 is up 16 percent year-to-date um and so the s p 500 is a main one of the main markets isn't in, it yeah. yes it's the sort of the um the, one of the big u.s benchmarks that people look at um, you just said uh, under armor as well so are all the sneaker companies up from five years ago then um, uh, Under yes. Armour would be one massively because they've made such a huge strides within the market. Yeah, surely. Yeah, so you know, there's they they were all they're all up. So for instance, I mean, Adidas is up more than Nike this year. Um, it's really interesting to hear, actually, because yeah, you wouldn't assume so on the face of it. No, but, but this this is the thing that's quite interesting because when you talk to people in the sneaker sort of community, yeah people get interested about the hype trainer or you know what the next thing they're really excited about. <clears throat> but actually, just because Nike might be dropping the best sneakers at the moment, it doesn't necessarily mean to say that their, that sort of their stock price is gonna do better because it, a lot of it is how you're set up as a company, how profitable you are um, at sort of manufacturing and getting them through to sort of delivery. Right. So like what's, that. what's so. Adidas then? What do you think is responsible for Adidas? increasing more over this year then i think that um they've they've had a big push in the states 
Um, in fact, there was a bit of a downfall for them um, in the last quarter's earnings because... Uh, so this is what, from January to March? Um, no, this was into the, from the tail end of last year going into this year, yeah. is that they couldn't get the products to the stores uh, quickly enough or yeah. in, the right, in the right order. So logistically, um, they had issues? Yeah. So there was a, I think they parted company with a, a, a operations chief in the North, Ameri- North America. Yeah, so I, it's, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that I actually saw in one of the Facebook groups, um, I think it might have been the panel actually, mm. um, <clears throat> someone had said that there's, there are some like real wholesome changes happening at Adidas through like PR companies, logistical companies that they're using, and they're making a real shift within house to kind of really tackle uh, you know, like the forthcoming year and, and, and the rest of 2019 and, and beyond, really. Yeah, they've recently started working with a new PR agency, haven't they? They, they took they, it in-house and then they took it out of house again. I think yeah. there's like three agencies that they work with, but there's one main, major one yeah. that has kind of retained the slice of the pie, if you like. Right. You have a changing world of PR that you the, can't keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> the, agency, the agency industry is actually pretty pretty interesting. A lot of the old-style agencies are really struggling because mm. people are bringing in-house they don't necessarily need to go to a, a, a PR agency to be able to buy your um, TV time, your advert time, stuff like that, because guess what? You're the master of your own um, online Instagram and such of like course. that. So the middleman's yeah. being cut out, so isn't he? Exactly. So well, the, the middleman's struggling. And even this is what I used to speak to someone I know that worked in PR about, the fact that even like companies like us start to exist, people that have a passion about it, talk about it, and also have a strong following, why would Adidas go to an agency and then the agency talk to us uh, for us to communicate something when Adidas could go to us directly and, mm. and have a conversation? So it completely changes the landscape and the way that old school agencies would work. Um, but sorry, going back to what we were saying originally, what are the factors then other than, you know, how quickly they can get to market and how much they can, the cost of manufacturing? What really has made Adidas their stocks price increase more than Nike has this year. So or do you think? I you, guess you, I mean, can't, you can't nail it precisely. I no, guess, but, but and, and you've also got to think, we're talking year to date, so you've also got to think of what Nike may have done um, last year compared to what where, where Adidas were. So yeah. you're not starting both from zero necessarily and, and moving up. But the factors that you've got to take into consideration are your raw materials going into the trainers. So you've got your yeah, foams, yeah, yeah. rubber, mm. cotton, yeah. Leather. I made a bad mistake in the last podcast with Alexandra Hackett and Meg Perry <clears> because <throat> I said something like, yeah, I'll still buy a two-pound T-shirt from Primark mm. and they were just like, whoa. Oh, how is that ethical? Yeah, how- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that you said about the sustainability thing, wearing your Patagonia T-shirt, right? Yeah. Um, Shout out Patagonia. So that's something that I don't think a lot of people consider the raw material side but, of things, really. Yeah. No, not but it's because it's fast no. fashion, though, isn't it? <clears throat> so you've also, um, you've also got that none of the, I'm pretty sure that none of the main brands own their own manufacturing facilities. A lot of it's done um, in the sort of far east and stuff like that. So um, I think New Balance. They've got Flimby, yeah. They've got Flimby and um, made in England. But everyone else, but 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 everyone else um, outsources it. So you've got a massive process of being having to go through speaking to them, making sure the quality's right and such like that. So yeah, so you've got your raw materials. You might be buying your raw materials in a different currency to what as a f- business you're reporting it. So let's say a sort of a global currency would be dollars. So whether you're buying oil, for instance, in whichever country, it trades in, it trades in dollars. So that kind of keeps it tidy. But if you're Adidas uh, and you are based in Europe, then you've got FX exposure to the euro. 
So you. That's, so that's, that's what another, they're battling against. <clears throat> that's just one of the things. So you can hedge it. You know, autos companies do, etc. Stuff like that. Yeah, because their German your, car manufacturers have the same problem, right? Exactly. Um, this is why you see loads of different uh, factories closing down. You know, throughout Europe and especially in the UK, though, isn't it? Because they just can't. Is that why? Do you think? Is that why well, they? Uh, I think it's 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 where your manufacturer. So you, you you've had. Trump putting tariffs on people, so there, there has been a bit of a push back into manufacturing in the U.S. and Canada, um, so you can circumvent any tariffs. Yeah, um, but, but where do Adidas manufacture and Nike mainly? So it's, it's it's mainly. I mean, you say I mean the tra in the trainers made in Vietnam, made in you know places like that. Um, but is that the same for Adidas as well? Do we? Um, a lot of yeah, I'm pretty Malaysia sure. Like yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Out yeah. Far east. Um, and so you've also got prices of the. Um, you've also got pri prices of the um, the raw materials as well. Yeah. Um, so, forward, yeah. there we go. Sorry, cool. That's all right. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have got the price of the raw materials that you can also hedge as well. So you can sort of lock in a certain price. Um, so yeah, rub, for the future. Rubber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, but all the raw materials are going to stay pretty similar throughout the next. Uh, this is a real assumption, right? But raw materials and shoes. Do they change massively unless you're 3D printing? No, but or? the price of the price of rubber can go up and down because you've yeah. not just got trainers. Yeah, and um, then you need to estimate how much you'll need. Yeah, so you'll and have then, an idea of how much you need, and then you can sort of you can lock in a price forward agreement. You know, Nike don't want to be running out of rubber, mm. so they're going to imagine, have supply agreements. Imagine <coughs> estimating that. Yeah, well, I mean, KFC ran out of chicken last year. Well, this is what I was going to say when you mentioned about supply. Guided me. They changed their they they changed who delivered their chicken. What KFC did. And that's why they run out of chicken. I can taste no the difference, mate. It really Yeah. What KFC run out of chicken were? Everywhere what? You, in the country. You don't remember this? No, I don't remember this. What? No, 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 I know nothing about price. You've got to be mental. Last year, this is like a massive thing, man. KFC yeah. that ran out of chicken and had like signs up in the window saying, sorry, we're not a close. And oh, there was, like a, there was no. like a BBC interview they like, did with someone outside. And this lady was like, no, oh, it's a disgrace. How can you run out of chicken? And she was going mad. Is are he, you sure he he know No, no, no. I honestly didn't know about this. Oh, my God, What, what does she I'm sound sorry. like? So... No. So sorry, going back to that point that you just it's made. Just moved on. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. The part of that, that impression. Oh, okay, right. Got impression no, again, no, no, please. No, no, <laughs> she sounded angry. Yeah, she sounded very angry. Mate, I was furious. Imagine coming home from that out going. Oh, oh it was you. Chicken burger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was furious in my own right. But imagine like, oh, I really fancy a chicken burger. Mm. Get there and it's like KFC or Zams. Beans. No, yeah, but have some beans. But cottage, yeah. cottage chicken were fine. Were they? Cottage chicken didn't. Yeah, it yeah, didn't impact them. Yeah, I suppose it's that that kind of thing of. Chicken, chicken, chicken cottage, you mean? Whatever, yeah, yeah, cottage yeah, yeah, yeah. chicken. That sounds the, the like a sandwich. The problem is, I always go. There, I usually go there when I'm so drunk that it could be spelt either way, mate. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it probably didn't run out of chicken because it's probably not chicken. Oh well, yeah, this is true. What this we're saying, true. oh, we're all getting into chicken. KFC. See, yeah, chicken, chicken shit. Yeah. Uh, well. Listen, mate. Have you seen their adverts? The way they like, but bash so, together so their drumsticks. So you've got lots of other. You know, you've got to make sure again logistically you can get the trainers over. Mm -hmm. They'll be on the back of a ship. You know, it takes off the time. back of a lorry. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he's domestic. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got so you've you've got that to to think about as well. So you you've got time you've got time constraints as well as cost as well. So all of this comes into the costings of a which we can talk about in a bit. The costings and margins with a sneaker. What? But then you've also got sorry. I was just say yeah, go um, when it comes to um, a big part of the margin is how you get it to the end consumer. So you've got DTC, which is direct to customer, um, and so you, or you can go wholesale, which is you sell it to 
Foot Locker or whoever. So mm-hmm. DTC so, is Nike.com manufacturing and to selling directly Nike, to their customers. And Nike stores. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and that's another, if you, if you imagine that you're, you're selling a, selling a sneaker to um, Foot Locker uh, for half, half the price that what actually is going to be retailed at. Mm-hmm. Suddenly then your margin as, as Nike is the part that you've kept the money you get minus the manufacturing minus yeah. the manufacturing cost. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered this. So, for example, you know, Nike make the majority of their money selling to wholesalers, like you know, it's retailers. More, and yeah, but it's more. Yes, I mean, they have massive deals with Foot Locker. Yeah. For so, instance. for example, they they make the money on whatever they sell the shoe at. Yeah. So obviously, like, be above cost price and all that kind of stuff. But then, do they make money as well on top of the sale? Um, no, because once they've sold it to it's their Foot margin, Locker. It? Yeah. It's the same again. It's in the same like the car industry. When BMWs sell a car, their sale is when they've sold it to a dealer, right, and then okay, it's up cool. to the dealership then sell it. So it's That's the same right. as it. They're, so they're, it's the buck stops there. I'm, yeah, I'm really surprised by what you've just said though. That they actually make more money selling to Foot Locker selling wholesale than they would direct it to the customers. No, no, no. I was, was going to say that's that's not you yeah. can make more money DTC. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, point yeah, being yeah. that if you're if you're only if you're selling it retail yourself. Yeah. Then your margin. Oh, okay, it's huge. Be, yeah, 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 of course. Um, but then, uh, I mean, what's the percentage there? I mean, how much of their stock are they selling direct to the customers, and how much are they selling wholesale? Yeah, I have wondered that. Yeah, yeah so I have. What are the costs and percentages? So, so with regards to the split between wholesale and, and DTC, I should know. So I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but yeah. I do. Oh, know shocking! Let down. Shocking. Let down. Next. Next. Have you got a sound effect <laughs> for this? Have you got a sound effect? Oh no! That, <laughs> oh, I've missed my moment. Yeah, yeah. sorry, but. Um, it's an area that they're really pushing into themselves DTC. at DTC because it it's so much more because profitable. if you can just cut if you can get more DTC well, think yeah. about, you're laughing yeah think about sneakers up. I mean that, yeah, it, it, that yeah. is just DTC isn't it yeah, yeah. but then yeah. also your reach is then limited yeah so well, is it with online now if you now you're online marketing mm. but you're how, how many times have you ordered something online picked it up and gone hmm I ordered a pair of, uh, I ordered a pair of the um, uh, React 55s yeah. This week, mm-hmm. um, and the white with the with the red swoosh and the and, and the, the blue, blue tape, yeah. Yeah. like the um, sort of Br- the Great Britain ones, are called yeah, yeah. Union Jack, EDL, Union Jack baseball cap. Yeah. Jesus, uh, <laughs> I'm right. joking. Jesus. <laughs> Anybody wondering why Dan doesn't make many appearances Every on the podcast? He's incredibly inappropriate. Yeah, you've gone really red now as well. Why are you nervous? Because I knew as soon as I said it that I was going to get a downvote in the room. Like a um, thumbs down on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. What did you but think of those? I just didn't like them. What you didn't like? So they didn't feel. I get that they want to make things light, <laughs> okay, and they were comfy because I put them on. Did they react uh, to your foot? in the in the office <laughs> awful, Foot Locker? Sorry. If you're listening, because I will be sending them back. <laughs> they didn't go outside. I just walked up and down. You know when your mum says, "Run, see if they see if they're slipping." At <laughs> I'm really expecting to see one of these videos that go like a viral on Instagram of you running up and down in the shop now. Yeah. Do, do shuttle runs. <laughs> yeah, do shuttle runs. So um, you, didn't, you didn't rate. I didn't really like them. No, the and, I, and I, I like the. It was really really comfortable, um, and I had a um, an i five two nine three. I had a boost oh, yeah. on, on the other foot. Not yeah. many people get that right, you know. So yeah. I, no, you I just had, call it the Aniki. Yeah, um, that's it. So I had one on each foot. That so I can literally, shoe. yeah. yeah. Um, but I like trainers to, I, I look after my trainers. I like them to look nice and, you know, hold creases the boxes. and stuff. Yes. Um, you do? I do. So How many you, trainers have you got, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I'd say probably only about 
30 pairs or so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, thought, not like, I'm, I'm not one of these people that's, I've, you know, I've spent, I've got lots of other things to spend and money yeah, on yeah, yeah. Family yeah. and family and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, um, but. He's like, it's fine, it's fine. I've It's cool. But, but, but ultimately, I don't know if it was just the, the, the look of the trainer on my foot. Um, I don't know. I, I was just like, no, I wasn't I, feeling it. I just, I don't like the the way the tongue is, the split tongue, and how it kind of comes up a bit higher. I oh, think, right. especially during the summer, that can't look good with a pair of shorts. I bought, I bought the eight or banging with a pair of shorts. Some might say, uh, I bought the eighty-seven, and I liked it when I first got it, but after one or two, I was very disappointed with it. Yeah, yeah. It, what would be your rating out of ten? Um, I would 6. probably 7. give it like a six. Okay. Six out of ten. Yeah. yeah. How did you good. how what did you feel about the, about the cork 55? sole? Cork sole was actually very comfy. I will say that I like the cork sole. It's probably the redeeming feature of the shoe. <laughs> what of the eighty-seven? Of the eighty-seven, the cork sole. Cork inner sole, isn't it? Yeah, cork inner sole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, I love it. Fifty-five I love it. out of ten. <laughs> the colorway, I love it because I've got the I've yeah. got the uh, Union Jack tattoo on your leg to go with it. Yeah. No, yeah. I've got the the Forest Gump Cortez, which is a kind of yes, that is my favorite shoe of all time. Similar colorway, right? Because great shoe strip through the um, through the uh, midsole, but um, the colorway dragged it up to a seven the, out of ten. Okay, yeah, but I seven, so a seven still returnable. So you got high standards. There's a lot. Yeah. Good, there's, a, there's too much good stuff around. There's so much, this is the problem. I think too everyone faces. There's so much coming out, and it's difficult to decide what to buy. Yeah, and like every every day someone send, might send me something in the office and say you'll, oh, you'll uh, love this. Oh no just, no no uh, no yeah. a link. Just getting product yeah, yeah. every day. Every, yeah. every day. Stop brands, please stop sending me all this stuff. <laughs> no, someone might send me a link and say you'll love this. Like I would really do like that, but I can't buy it. There's something else I want to buy this week, or I don't even want to be in the habit of buying a pair of trainers every week anymore because it's just it's unsustainable, isn't it? There's more things to spend, better things to spend. Your it's money weird, on. but you say that though. But I I feel like it's very much become more about acquisition than passion now. Okay. Yeah. I feel like people yeah. tend to yeah, yeah, yeah. People buy because for the sake of buying and not because they're actually in love with it. They're like, I must buy that because Because of the pride. And everybody else is Oh, yeah, how can yeah, how can I not have all all of the ten like you yeah, know, how can I not have all three colourways of the off white Air Max ninety? There's endorphins that are released when you buy things, aren't there, when you shop. You know, you go, oh, sorry. Yeah, but you know what? The, end, the endorphins go straight back down when my electricity bill is due at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> the the like, lecky oh. tin's been raided. Yeah. 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 But also, it's, e- it's easier now to, to be able to get the trainers. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, it, it, mm, yes and no. Well, okay, there are easier channels, potentially, that, uh, that, that have... There's that, more channels, but maybe not easier to get. Sorry. The prices are being walked up. Um, because there's a few more sort of, it feels like there's more sort of scarcity drops and such like that. Mm. But and there's more stock than ever. Um, more, what, what, just general releases? When something's limited now, there's more stock of, yeah. that, of but, that limited shoe than but, ever. But the demand is higher, higher than it ever yeah. has been. Yeah. So in terms of how it's easy going up it is. on a graph like yeah. that really, yeah. isn't it? But like, like Yeezys are, yeah. are starting to, I mean, they've said they want to do 30, this year, twenty colorways. And the third will be thirty Yeezys this year. Really? Yeah, that's that's yeah. what they said. I yeah. had had twenty, but thirty is just ridiculous. No, so they announced it with their last set of How and how quickly I, are you getting this news then? So like when you when we hear about it, um, so if you're looking at Bloomberg or whatever to get the news, yeah. How will that can that change your decision to invest in the company if you hear something like Adidas to release 20, 30 Yeezys this year? Would uh, that make people jump in the in the investment world? Mm, again, because people are people that are investing aren't 
really necessarily investing because they're sneakerheads. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> investing because they want to make money. Um, again, um, they would be looking at things like gross margins and such like that. Yeah. So that comment about wanting 30 um, Yeezys. Yeezys was, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Casper Rorstedt, the CEO, was talking in the conference call. Okay. Um, but so the first thing that are really going to affect the, the share price is revenues, um, earnings, earnings after tax, okay, um, but margins so, and stuff So like then that. That, that 30 would have a real direct effect on the overall look and feel and demand for Adidas as a brand. Um, so you would want to invest based on that, based on what it would do for the next year or year after? Possibly. Um, but but I think that whilst it's a good shop window for them, it's not the bread and butter stuff. Yeah. So these collaborations it drives the are bread great. and butter, no? Uh, it does. It does. But I think what they need to be careful with Yeezy, particularly, and if Kanye wants everyone to have a pair of Yeezys or whatever the the sort of the uh, the remit almost was, they're too expensive. Yeah. Preach. Especially seven hundred. I've refused. I really like shoe, but I've refused to buy a pair at two hundred and fifty pounds. It's insane. Chris upstairs. Chris, who you might see in some video yeah. content, I think he's bought three pairs. That's seven hundred and fifty quid and a pair I mean, of trainers. It's, it, it's quite. A well, good, how much would you pay? Quite a good holiday. It's an all right. Holiday, I'm not comfortable really. paying over hundred and fifty pounds for a pair for of any for any me. pair. No, what about for no. a pair of shoes? For a pair of shoes. Yeah. Again, I probably. Paid £150. If you're going to, was it Bass Vegas? Did you say Bass Vegas? Yeah. yeah. And you're slipping into your Russell and Bromley. Yeah. There's probably many <laughs> Russell and Bromleys in Bass Vegas, mate. So you've worked within your industry for, for some time. Yeah, 20, 20 years. Yeah. 20 years, yeah. What was it so called, Alex? Before this podcast, what did you call Andy's industry? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just bring that up. Yeah. Um, what was it? Biz- it was either business studies. No, it was the no, business, business industry. The business industry. industry. It is a business industry. Every every everything's the business industry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I didn't say anything incorrect, did I? I guess not. No, I, I, George, I guess can so. you pass me a ginger ale? <coughs> there you go. Ginger ale. <laughs> no, ginger ale. This, this ginger ale was sponsored by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, thanks, Karma Cola. Yeah, shout yeah, out thanks, you big guys. Shout out to um, obviously, within the last twenty years working within your business, business industry. Yeah. When did you start to see this like huge trend and all this money kind of like shuffling over to kind of like sportswear companies? I mean, I think that I think definitely the hype has increased over the last few years. I think there's more sort of high profile collaborations. Uh, it's no longer just sports stars. I mean, Jordan is completely out there on its own. It's that they massively hit the sweet spot. Mm. It's 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 big enough that it's almost classed as its own brand with its own brand within Nike yeah. uh, under the group. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I think stuff like StockX um, and such like that raises the profile of hype sneakers and mm. such like how, that. And I just think that it's... But how well received was StockX when it first came across from, from you know, a business aspect? Study, a business studies point <laughs> yeah. of view. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, obviously it was something completely new. It was yeah. essentially it's a stock market. It's a stock market. It's, 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 yeah. Exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. It's, but people it's don't like use a... it like that. Um, well, they what, are. What people? Well, okay, I get that you're saying they look. No, at no, the sorry, they're not going to. So if someone might be in the in the uh, investing in the stock market, but also want to invest in trainers. Yeah. Um, you know, people that over the years might. I don't know. Get a bonus or get something, and then buy a couple of pairs of trainers once a year, and just sort of put them away. Um, but I think that people don't necessarily 
it's just a safe platform, I think, for people to be able to transact on mm-hmm. because you've got that safety net to it. How many people do you think are using it as, you know, like well, like we say, a place to invest in sneakers? Because that is their selling point, isn't it? Yeah. yeah the, you know, the whole stock market of sneakers and like mm. knowing what to buy if you're looking to invest within something. That's is not that what the novelty. Yeah, I, I, I that's think it's not what people use it's, it for. It's a safe environment. You can go back and you can see where sneakers have been trading. You know, so if you instance, use that yourself, I haven't actually. No, I haven't. That's what I mean. Um, so are people but, using it? Because I've never but, used it. But again, that I, I'm. If I wanted to get a pair of um, Sean Wobblespoon ninety sevens, yeah. I'd probably go there mm. because I know they're going to be legit. legit yeah. You know, and you're not going to get the awful. That's a good eyes. thing, right? Um, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that they have created a platform which is very sophisticated yeah. for what it does, and you can look at all the, you know, the past graphs to analyze the prices but probably like i don't know the percentage but people aren't using it for that reason it's a great platform to buy authentic shoes yeah but, but could, not for all the other functionality but that could just be a novelty selling point of the platform isn't it and it also it adds to the way the brand appears okay we're, we're so yeah, official where the stock market sneak yeah uh, yeah mm. and again okay. we are talking about the hype end of mm. the, the business here as well how uh, big for, is that compared to Minuscule. Because you've t- touched on this a bit, to use your phrase. Um, how big is that compared to the general, so like, yeah, Yeezy compared to your Stan Smith superstars? Okay, so um, if you look at the size of the global footwear and apparel market, okay, so we've got $1.7 trillion market. Global okay. footwear and apparel. Yeah, okay. 1.7 trillion. Dan, did you even know there was trillions in the world? Yeah, I did, mate. I've heard the number before. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nike um, made revenues of $36.5 billion Hasn't last it been year. valued as the most uh, most profitable fashion brand, full stop, not even just sportswear or something? Did I hear that stat? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I wouldn't okay. be surprised. It's definitely going to have to be up there, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's um, a lot of money, but it's probably not as much as what it's sold So Nike's 36. <laughs> so and the global market is 1.7 trillion. So that would be like, you know, a thousand billion yeah. plus 700 billion. Is that right? Are we talking about a billion? A trillion Seven, is a thousand billion. Point, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Nike, you've got 36. So 36.4 billion. Okay. Uh, Adidas are 23 billion last year that's and both of those to. respectively are about two-thirds two-thirds of their revenues that's his revenues two-thirds coming from footwear you say that's that's two pretty good footwear for, for adidas but Amazing. like you don't underestimate the scale of adidas like you almost think that the figure would be closer <clears throat> i'm not i'm not underestimating it but nike's been established for longer it's started in the u.s as well um which is a bigger market when it started it's had more time to grow Adidas started in Germany, which is still a big country, isn't it? But it just, yeah, I would assume so. for that reason, things that do, like StockX started in the US, it had that huge market, comes to the UK, it's already got the, the sort of, it's rolling already. It's got mm-hmm. a snowballing, to say. So to, yeah. so to answer your question of how much is Yeezy, for instance, versus, yeah. um, versus Adidas overall, how many pairs of shoes do you think Adidas produced last year? Jesus Christ, I, was, uh, I mean, we I feel, got like, a quiz, I feel like, like I'm being quizzed now. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Quiz master. Um, <laughs> what, so are we talking Sam, different silhouettes and different styles? How, or many, how many How many? 40 individual, million. individual pairs of trainers? Did you just look at one of my numbers? No. Uh, <laughs> he did as well, didn't he? <laughs> he did. I thought he sort of leant over, I don't yeah. know what he was doing. <laughs> I was a bit worried initially. <laughs> Stop. Hey, listen, Stop that. Listen, listen. listen. <laughs> 
no, it's not. Just get to I wouldn't it. even. I wouldn't even want to put a ballpark figure no, out. It's one of those, it's no one of those things idea. that you would about never really million. know. I'll, I'll try I'll, and guess. I'll say forty million. Okay, I was going to guess uh, ten. I want to say forty. So Adidas uh, produced four hundred and ten million. Man, four hundred and ten million. How did Jesus. I miss out a whole digit? So, yeah. on insane. giving you that number, what do you think Nike did? I'm going to say 600. 627. No, 350. What, less? Adidas for 410. What were Nike? Do you think they're less? 350. Do you think they're less? I think they've made more. They've made more by their profit margins. Um, 790 million. Jesus uh, Christ. Wow, that's insane. 25 sneakers, pairs but, of sneakers. Sorry, these are just manufactured, not actually. 25 pairs of sneakers a second. A second. But these are just manufactured, not sold, right? Well, they will be sitting in the infantry, yeah. yeah but, sorry, what do you mean, though, 25 pairs of sneakers? It equates 790 million pairs, equates to 25 pairs a second. That's in, in a year. 790, oh, right. 790 million pairs of shoes. In one year, equates to 25 StockX will still tell you that they can authenticate that many. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say wow. as well, these are facts like we've never had on this show before. That, yeah. that is great. So, but it still doesn't answer the question. It, well, ha, so how many pairs will be in a Yeezy drop? Oh, well, yeah, when you look at it like that. yeah, 25,000 in one? If they sold a triple, if they had a million triple whites, then still, let's say Adidas. So yep. you say 450 or whatever. 410. Million, 410. And then you're talking about a, you're if, talking if about a sneaker that's so is it twenty five thousand is that a drop for like a was that be about right? yeah, like, yeah. let's just say they had a maximum of six drops that year and they had a million of each still only six million but they don't have a million of each no no they didn't no. have anywhere near and they'd have to you know if they were going to try and push it like that they're going to have to and you're talking global remember we're talking mm. global um, but you know they're going to have to walk the price it down this tells us good things. Well, we need to focus more on the general market. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, I guess when you think about generally the evolution of the way the average man dresses as yeah. well, you know, and you go back to the 1930s, everyone dresses super smart. There's no sportswear, right? It's peaky blinders, mate. Well, yeah, you know, no, no, of course. But even <laughs> like, is. even then, you get up to the 90s, a lot more people dress smart for most occasions, right? Mm. Now we live in an era where most people, I would say, walk out of the house looking very casual. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah. you if if okay. Sam yeah. Sam laughed at you. Right? No, no, he laughed at you. He nodded as well. He smiled. He agreed. God, it's I appreciate the, it's that. The athleisure, it's the athleisure business. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's athleisure, athleisure era, you might say. Yeah. Right. So most people dress less smart than they used to, and because mm. of that, there's more of a need for casual clothing. I love right? that the more yeah. serious that you've become throughout this entire podcast. The, the more your the more your legs gone over your knee is yeah, if mate. you become more sophisticated. Mate, but by the end of it, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> oh have swapped legs. Oh my stopped it. What have you done? Uh, let me just gaze the back out. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> okay, so uh, again, so I've got another, I've got another stat. Okay. What's the average? What's the? Is this another quiz? What's the average price? of a US men's shoe last year in dollars. It's going to be cheaper than we think it is, isn't it? I'm uh, going to say it's... $96. $70. I reckon. <laughs> 45 $70 yeah is it really <laughs> real good and two thirds of the two thirds of the men's shoes sold in the US last year were under $100 wow this, this actually goes dollars. back we're to buying the wrong right? product man yeah. it goes back to your point in the earlier podcast I can't was it the mini swoosh one 
about Shaquille O'Neal shoes selling them at. So yeah, I just wanted to mention mm. that he sold over 120 million pairs. I found out, did and it? that was in 2016. That report no, was did published. You, did you know about this? No, I didn't. This know is this is in Target. I think they were mainly sold. Uh, you said, didn't you? Walmart. Oh, Walmart. Walmart. So his his shoes mm. uh, they they are valued between or they retail at between 25 dollars and nine or 110 dollars. Right. And so over uh, he sold over 120 million pairs, but that was in 2016. Right. So, so still so unbelievable. But fair play, he's so, doing well. So again, to give you an idea, when you're talking about hype versus day-to-day stuff, yeah. Nike Tangent. It's the, the gym <coughs> shoe. Yeah, it's the Nike Tangent. It's like a it's, really drop-down version of almost like a... Rush, like a isn't it? Yeah, mm, no, it's... It's like a Rush it's, run. It's oh, just... <laughs> It's just literally just like the plain sort of rubber you'll see. I mean, they do it. And it's got it's got a white swoosh, and then yeah, it's so the Nike. It's like a really drop down version of like almost like a Pegasus. The Nike Tangent has been the best selling by yeah. It's like a revenue sneaker for the last two years. Let me see. Two thousand eighteen and two thousand seventeen. I've never heard of it. Let me see, George. I want to make sure it's the right one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, how many yeah, of those yeah. you see? Oh, uh, mate, I see. This is the shoe I see. It's in the sports direct shoe. A lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's become very, very popular with 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 females. It's like sixty pounds, yeah. right? Um, yeah. yeah, but they you can get them for like 50. thirty-five. Yeah, 35. yeah they'll, they'll be between thirty-five and sixty. That's pounds. the shoe that the people in the city wear. Yeah, yeah when they're going to they're going to and from. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you've also got you've got the Nike Revolution is another one yeah, which was yeah, in the yeah. top ten, um, and there was one more which I've forgotten the name of. The Revolution is quite a popular gym shoe, isn't but it? It's, it's it's not too dissimilar though yeah, yeah, to yeah. that style. Mm. So these are the sort of trainers that it's you crazy. you know you go yeah, these stats. We, men- we mentioned this uh, last week with Franklin as well. Yeah. So there's um there's a, a company in the US called NPD Group, um, and I think we've talked about this guy, but Matt Powell, yep. um, he's a, a sneaker guru. He posts um, some stuff on Twitter, right? Uh, he's posted a lot of stuff on Twitter. So if there is yeah. anybody out there that wants to start seeing some of these stats that are coming through matt powell is a great guy too shout out um, matt powell. yeah matt powell is a very yeah very i know good. we and spoke about him before yeah, but yeah and he's always happy to answer questions we should get him on the show get him on the podcast yeah, he's, he's coming and over. then you can come back he's coming over from the u.s then uh, i'm sure he'd be able to fit it in but he goes around and lectures you know he'll go and lectures to adidas executives and, and, and yeah. stuff like that but um so they put together they put together so last year there was the jordan 11 was in there um because that was a bit of a release wasn't it they had the um yeah. they had a concord that's the concord yeah. well, that was, was in one. there as one of the most sold the second best it was like the, the, the million the, units the, or something. The, but the, but it was done oh. on revenues okay. so if you're talking about so that just goes to show that if your tangent's coming in at 40 pounds how many of them they're selling this is you're yeah, going yeah. in to get a pair for little johnny and then mum and dad decide shout out little johnny, yeah. <laughs> shout out little johnny big up yourself again johnny <laughs> man on the street he, he sounds goes like a and, smoker if i'm honest uh but then you pick up a couple of pairs yeah do you know what i mean yeah, because because they're they're a, a they're a sneaker that does a job for someone that's that just wants to have a, a functional pair of pair of sneakers and it's the right the, price as well yeah the nike the nike 270 was another big one as well but that's because the price point is higher so mm. you, it makes less sales to actually I know the 270 was one of the best sellers and that's one of the ones we promote but do you think that if we like told people about the Nike tangent people would react badly um, I think I, I think you'd be going to the wrong crowd I don't think you the, the, the Nike tangent crowd aren't going to be necessarily ch- uh, tuning into the self supplier but, but then there's there's clearly an audience <laughs> here for the Nike tangent wearers there's clearly a site for those people that want something or something available that we can say look these are the best sneakers that are comfortable and cheap 
Commutertrainers.com. <laughs> I've got it. You're I've got not it. wrong. Don't steal that idea, anyone. We did just do something for commuter trainers, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. But I think, it, once again, it was a higher-end piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like what you guys do when you get the pop-up on the Salt Supply app. Yeah. Um, the, okay. And it would say, you know, 10 pairs of sneakers that are on sale now in Offspring or... You they know, do very well um, as well for us. Those articles, people love those articles. Yeah, they people like well. value. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so getting getting mentioning to people that the tangent is, you know, it's a really, you know, it's a it's a it's a entry level sneaker. Yeah. Um, but they're going to probably be the person that just goes, I want a pair of Nike trainers. Um, what and they'll be at the lower end of entry. What so would they be, search in Google? Um. What are these searches? What are people? How are they comfy buy? shoes to and from work? Yeah, like I'm genuinely interested. What are people? Because I'm so in this mindset of like sneaker. I'm not. I don't want to say sneaker, but I guess so. Yeah. Mm. I can't think of what they would be searching to find the Nike tangent. Like, no. I mean, I, to be honest, before I'd read the reports, so I hadn't heard of the tangent because right. you just don't. It's not got tangents splashed all over it. It's but it's just nothing. doing something right, isn't it? What is it that's doing? What The Rosh Rum was so popular. Mm. Rush. Shoe, do you, do you not think, though, the sort of people that are buying the shoe might not be people that are buying it online. They're probably going into a physical store. They might be going into a Nike outlet. Yeah, I'd like to know that. Shoes Sports like Direct, that. Sports Sports Direct, Direct. Yeah. 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 And so you've got very different, you know, you, you, you've got Sports Direct. Uh, and this is another part of the business model, for instance, if you look at what JD Sports or particularly Foot Locker are doing. JD and, and, and Foot Locker mm. are huge customer, wholesale customers of Nike. So they make sure that they've got a very, very good relationship and they're getting the right sneakers, the right colorways, the exclusive Foot Locker or JD Sports colorways. Did JD sell the tangent then? Um, Maybe. I don't, mm, I'm, I'm not sure actually. Uh, they've <coughs> sold the Revolution before. Right. Um, and they've sold other silhouettes within that kind of shape but i don't know if they've ever had that the tangent itself i know sports direct do sell it yeah but yeah. so that's that's your mass market you know that's that's how mike ashley and sports direct came about it was literally stack them high sell them cheap get them through the stack you know, them high the is what they do <coughs> that shop is um, the sh you can't reach the shelves well i mean yeah, it's just, you can't just look at the pairs of <laughs> but look at the if you're if you're walking as you're walking around they've got the walls of the sneakers that you get but then you've also got the ones in the boxes and they're they're, they're styles that you wear the never, gems the caramels they're never yeah that's one of their brands yeah, yeah. I mean, they make one of the highest margins in that the um sports direct own donne yep slazinger yeah fire trap everlast really? They're, they're, they're basically essentially all of the brands that they sell within the in the store. Yeah, I didn't they know that. It's why why do you think JD buy up loads of like brands and then like, kind of have them in store because they make the more margin on them. What do you think of JD and what they're doing right now? Very very good. I mean they've recently taken over Foot Asylum. Yeah. Did am I am I correct in yeah. saying that Foot Asylum stock went down to forty p at one point? It was it was definitely. A, um, I actually spoke to the CFO of. Uh, of JD Sports when they initially bought their foot asylum state and he said to me that it just represented great value for us to be so buying. it was at a level mm. um, which was which was like a month or month and a half before they bought the full correct. thing wasn't it yeah so there is a connection between the two mm. the CEO sorry the chairman of foot asylum Barry used Brown. to be the used to be the CEO of JD Sports yeah. mm. uh, Claire Nesbitt who's the CEO of foot asylum um, was um, the daughter of 
I forget his name now. The D and JD. Uh, uh, David. David. Uh, it's, it's John and David. It's just yeah. like he's just writing up there. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, no, no, it's, I'm sure it is. It was just the way he was saying it. Essentially, John and David, they John started Dave's JD. Yeah, yeah, they sold it to, uh, I think they sold their, their biggest sector to like Pentland. Right. I think it was. And then they went off and then they then started Foot Asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's the story, isn't so, it? That's factually correct, Sorry, right? Claire Nesbitt, if you're listening or watching, I forgot your dad's name and sorry to your dad as well, but it is David. <laughs> um, so there is, a con- there is a connection there. Yeah. But I think that so what's like really they interesting... It, they took it back. The, 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 but, the connections go well, even deeper than that, like to the people that still work for the brand. Now, I'm not going to talk too much on it because I don't want to get myself in trouble. But yeah. yeah. So, but I really like, for instance, they've been refurbing some of their stores. So if you go to the one in Westfield and Stratford, night and day, different store. Yeah, but it looks like a JD store. Yeah. It, lo- it looks like a drop-down JD store. But oh, I actually think the same concept. But, but so you've got less... I prefer Foot Asylum not, stores. I do. Yeah. Um, because you don't have to fight the way through the clothes to get to the sneakers. Mm-hmm. You, you head over to the, to the clothes there or... But do you not find that that's... I'm, I'm, again, I'm not trying to fight JD's corner here in any way, shape, or form. But do you not find that that's helps more push. the case in smaller stores that haven't been refurbed? Because if you go to the bigger <clears> stores, <throat> for example, like Oxford Street, like Stratford, like Westfields, yeah. uh, sorry, White City, you, you don't have that issue of like trying to get to, yeah, you know, say fighting through clothes to get to the footwear department because they're all very much. You know, well, the Foot Asylum, I know what you're saying now, it's been refurbished, it's different, but the Foot Asylum before was a bit like a rabbit warren and it wasn't very nice. Their, their sneaker range at Foot Asylum now, compared to the store before, feels like it's more than quadrupled mm. because they've just got such a bigger selection of trainers. Um, I was surprised to see they're getting the Lassaud. Right. Yeah, what, yeah. Foot oh, Asylum's getting the Lasso. The, the Lasso. That is the London summer of love for anyone listening. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but that's um, by Jasmine Lasso, right? Yeah, there yeah. we go. Is that what you're calling it? That's the, what I'm calling it, the Lasso. Oh, like so, yeah. what about for the, you know for the people that don't know? What about the kind of partnerships and the, the takeovers between companies like Foot Locker and Goat? Yeah. So well, I was going to just touch on to finish off on JD Sports. So they own size, you know. Um, they do finish line shout out size finish yep. line in the in, in the US which so is a recent buyout um, in, in yeah. Indianapolis I think uh, it's a third of their sales uh, JD sales come from finish line um, no 94% footwear so there's scope for them also to be able to start pushing more apparel in there as well in finish line yeah it's crazy um, that a third comes from it and they made that purchase you know like to have the buying power to buy something that then contri- constitutes third of your business, third of business instantly yeah that's, that's crazy yeah. Yeah, that's, but you've got to think about how many finished line stores there are in the that's US. what I'm saying mm. but yeah. to have that that must have represented good value like mm. you, you know so but JD to afford that how do they JD you know you see them posting like half year quarter year profits constantly I've never seen a year where they've they've not made like substantial profit you can you can also raise you can raise money in the debt markets as well so you can sell debt for people to be able to and this is the problem um that for instance debenhams have 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 had so you've probably seen debenhams going into a pre-pack administration mm. um sports direct uh, own 30 percent of that mm. but they own 30 percent of nothing now because it's basically they've written off the equity and given it to the debt holders um so, because um, so you know, so, so, yeah. a, a, debt, a debtor is higher up the food chain, if you like, than an equity holder. So in a winding up situation, they'll get looked after first. What, the debtors? Yeah. The, the companies they owe money to? Um, yeah, so, yeah, so basically, yeah, if you buy into, in, into their debt, you're lending the, 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 the firm 
for money basically yeah um but sorry to go on to what you were saying about sort of partnerships and such like that i think footlocker as you highlighted is very very interesting so they've made the investment in um goat, in goat. you've seen <coughs> farfetch bought stadium Fla- goods uh, stadium goods and, and flight club um and what footlocker have said specifically is they want to it's about youth culture empowerment so it's no longer <laughs> it's is just it just a it's no longer just a, a, a you go into a footlocker, you pick up a pair of trainers and you go, eh, all right, I quite like those. Or you go online, order them, you get them to your desk, look at them, you don't like them, and then you send them back, uh, in, my, in my case. Um, but they are, you know, they're, they're pushing things further. So they're having the power stores, right? I haven't been to the power store in London. They open one up in Liverpool. The power no, stores? Yeah, the footlocker power store. Um, so that where ones- you walk in and you feel powerful? <laughs> <laughs> you should feel, uh, I think you're going to feel something. They, they've got a, there's an Xbox area in there. Is oh, there? it's a marble arch, like marble arch. Yeah, the yeah, marble yeah, arch. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so there's, so you've got e-gaming suddenly coming into it, which is massive. Yeah, because that's um, an interest group of our audience as well. Gaming. Yeah. Huge yeah. e-gaming. We, so yeah. you can Fee- go the to the FIFA like World Championships. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. There's big money being thrown around. As there's well. a the, the cinema. The cinema next to Stanford Bridge and Chelsea. They've got like one of the cinemas has been changed into a studio where people play e-sports. Mm. And they can. I mean, it's just it's just huge. I suppose yeah. people, as, as people seen, the people that you know, you know like support Ari Chelsea Petra and people like that, that go online and sort of play their play the various games, Fortnite sort of stuff, stuff that like my that. son plays a lot. Fortnite, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a game. Um, it's a whole but, different topic. Though, so how they're getting people on the games addicted to the games like Fortnite. Yeah, well, you just keep, it's a revenue generator, isn't it? You, instead of buying it for forty nine ninety nine now and that's it, and you complete it and you go, well done, mate, you put it aside, you you get it for free, or they get you hooked on it fairly cheaply. And then, bang! Can I have another? Can I have some more V bucks? Can I have some FIFA points? Can I have some? Is that your son? He's doing. So it's like it's like. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thank it. you, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no. So so that's that's it's it's much more now about creating an environment for people to go and not just go in and go buy my trainers and I'm going to go somewhere else. They want you want to walk in. They want to keep oh, you wow, in the store as well. This is this is amazing. So they've actually Footlocker have actually created an incubator business where they are looking. Uh, and that's where goat would come into so they they sort of look at up and coming businesses um and invest in them because they want to sort of broaden the content that they can offer so they so pensole is another business that they've um um invested in and that's basically like a design academy uh, so they uh, i can't remember what it was that they um the, the amount of money they put into it but but they it, it it gives them the ability to be able to see some of the designers that will be going through there and they can you know they can sort of jump on some of that and if there's anything of interest they can probably use it through there mm. um i thought another two very interesting things that they have recently brought under their into their incubator business rockets of awesomeness um Foot which locker. i'd never heard of have bought this business they haven't Sounds bought like it they've invested in it so, what is it rockets of awesomeness <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what is they, it yeah. what, so what you do is you fill out um, i guess i fill up a rocket <laughs> oh, awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> that's my new thing now. i love it you fill out a questionnaire for little Johnny again. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shout out to Johnny, man. <laughs> He's getting about his. And you go for all your likes and dislikes and such like that. And then every season, they send you a box of awesomeness. Um, box of awesomeness. <laughs> every season. What, every so season. Once? So, four, yeah, so you get four a year, yeah. I presume. Um, what, and inside it is eight okay, garments. Yeah. 
Uh, and sorry, I've always talked about football seasons. I don't know why. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> like what once or twice a year. Uh, no, the uh, yeah, the weather, the, the seasons, weather seasons. So you get eight items in the box, and you can look around and you go, "Oh, that's really nice." Or, that, or I don't like that. No, you don't. You, just... you put them on, you go, "That's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> that's what they hope. Yeah. If they've done, the, if their algorithm is correct, because that's what they're doing. It though, you're plumbing the data in the, the stuff you like, probably yeah. favorite colors mm. and such like that, and then it spits this stuff out. So you get. The eight items come through. If there's two items you don't like, you send it back. They go, oh, they didn't like that. Plumb that into the algorithm. Yeah, and machine then it, it learns. Yeah. Um, so so that, that's Foot Locker like products a, will be in there, um, you would imagine? I presume there must be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know of what it's made up of, but I know it's eight garments every every season. So I think we, we should do this as an experiment for the business. Mystery box. To see what we get. Like a mystery box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's How exciting. As a kid that's a little bit sort of excited okay. about what they, you get this box, you're like, what's the idea? We oh, should all good. we should all fill it out yeah. for each other. See how know, well we know each other. Oh. See what gets delivered. Yeah, throughout is the it, season. So I, do I don't now. know. It's, 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 in, the, it's in the US. I don't know <laughs> if it ships to the UK. Uh, I'd have to check that out. Well, you have a PR box you get delivered to. We could. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we could see what. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, what was that business name? One more time. Rockets of awesomeness. Thank you. Thank I can't you. Thank do you. Justice. <laughs> I can't do justice. Um, Super heroics is another one, uh, which is a <laughs> super heroics. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it isn't really. I made that up. Is, <laughs> I find this weird that Foot Locker are investing in all these types of businesses because they're very out of their. They're not very out of their field, but like what's super heroic so it's kids trainers and you get a cape with every person okay, oh bars in but yeah, they would okay, invest in that why wouldn't they but, just do that themselves but suddenly you could actually get one because it's kids trainers and you'd get a free cape oh man you just lost the plot right now <laughs> no, capes. Yeah. Huh? no capes no capes no capes whatever he said but um, <laughs> but the, the the consumer is dictating now it's much more of an experience, the whole thing. The consumers, it's no longer that, you know, Nike have to listen to the consumers. That's why there's so much ability to be able to tailor-make stuff. That's why these, like, on-air competitions uh, and, and, and such like that are, are amazing because they're getting... Imagine the amount of designs that are getting sent in. Mm. Yeah, and I think, actually, that Nike are taking advantage of people doing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about to mess up my Nike link, so if that's what you want to do, that's your business. I think it's, uh, you know, for someone like Jasmine, Jasmine or Xinguang or these guys, I mean, are they going to suddenly now be able to go on and use it as a platform? Definitely. If, if, that's if they true. can, then fantastic. Yeah. Well, what about all um, the designs that don't make it through, that are still good? What probably owned them? by Nike because they're... What happens to them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's my point. So you're suddenly opening up, you're giving people, you're dangling a, a yeah. carrot. Uh, or six characters. Yeah, but it's not nice to say. So you're saying that potentially that, that the six people yeah, that we won were, were, were spies that were planted within the competition yeah. to get everybody else to do theirs, and then Nike walk away with like this kind of like no. massive Plef- base Plef- of, Plef- of new colorways. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really I do know, think was, that like that is just running off into their cave like skeleton. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean Wotherspoon and the amount of followers he had and stuff like that. You can get you know whether you can actually use the platform you're already on to be able to to sort of put, mm. push it forward but it's you know it's, it's interesting going back to this this youth culture empowerment that they talk about um and it, and it is it's not just buying your trainers that's it we've done our job now they've got reward schemes and loyalty schemes that you're doing you're you know you're seeing Foot Locker are doing it Foot Asylum are doing it they're well, all doing it and, well this is it people don't shop the way that they used to young people especially that the consumer now wants to feel like they're a part of something and this is why 
the Offspring HQ community has been mm. in the UK has been so successful because people feel like they're a part of something, and that's yeah. why they've kind of pardon me, kind of set themselves aside from other retailers that are selling the same product. People will now shop with Offspring because they feel like it's going to benefit them in some way okay. afterwards. Yeah, I mean, look at the sneakers app. They've gamified the app in order for people to be able to unlock and purchase things. You know, exactly. Scratch and win. You know, there, there's. There's methods that they use in order to scratch engage people. Sniff. Yeah, scratch and sniff. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's a different podcast. It's completely, yeah, that's not yeah. shoes. That's, uh, that's other apparel. Uh, but, but getting early releases and such like that's that. Sick. You know? <laughs> Get, getting early releases. So like the, yeah. these... Jordan sixes I got sneakers app. Sneakers app did an early drop. Uh, yeah, they, about they've done that with the kaleidoscope this yeah. week. Uh, yeah, and all f- about three or four of them did this week, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and don't you feel lucky in order to be able to buy something? You yeah. feel lucky to be able to part with yeah. your money Those and get your hands on something. Those endorphins, yeah. kicking yeah. in. Thank it's you so much um, for letting me purchase something. All praise yeah. be yeah, to the most high. And you must feel that some of these brands are taking advantage slightly. I got to pick back up on that. Oh no, no, like you, you feel like some of the psychological marketing. That's being happen- that's happening here is quite high level for some people, kids especially, to like get their heads around. They're like, "Oh man, my brain is yeah, being attacked." That, that, that's, that's what they want, though, is it? Like you, you, we, you said here on this podcast before how much we're suckers for marketing as well. Yeah, I, that's, I, I get and we're grown men. So yeah, kids that are just kids that are in brain development stages of growing up. They're like they, they don't know what it they is, don't know it what's is going on. Clever marketing. It's genius. You're getting mind share from so many people. Mind share is the, is the phrase. It's the it's the one, isn't it? So but, what, think in... about when you talk about think about the pressures that the children generally. This is a completely other topic, but the the pressures that children are under now from social media. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, you know, oh, we a, we've a, got a whole podcast <laughs> coming on this, Andy. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We want to um, do a podcast on mental health, but I but, think there is there should be a bit more of a responsibility with brands and their marketing, even us, the way that we're marketing certain things. Yeah. So what what um, would you have those brands do there? I think that making people feel like they need to have things when they're not giving almost a disclaimer, like I said in this episode, you don't need to invest. I'm not giving investment advice. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about it. Like you don't need to have everything. You don't need to spend all your money because some kids are like, I'm broke. I need to buy a pair of sneakers. How do I get the money for it? It's like, you're already don't have any money and you're thinking about how do I buy a pair of shoes? Can I pay double advocate? Yeah, but we are talking about consumerism as a notion, aren't we? Yeah, not just Nike, but brands generally. There should be like, if anyone asks me on Instagram, like, save your money. Don't buy, don't buy, don't buy pairs of trainers. Mm. If that's all you've got, save your money and look after it. Can I be double advocate here? Yeah. Is that not, kind of what the soul supplier feeds into though because you're then we do yeah yeah that's what i'm saying so it's yeah as much as you're saying that brands shouldn't do it but then kind of yeah, but I, just, I said and even us yeah, oh, right, I, okay, I said apologies. even us we, we market to people mm. and we want them to buy shoes we want them to be happy with what they bought but but then people, again i have seen you do videos where you say like you did one recently on your story where you was like don't buy everything that comes out yeah, yeah. it's more Which like is, the, the obsessive nature that's what I said and, it's yeah, the acquisition the, the over passion the, the collection side of it yeah it's yeah. like you said you touched on I have to have yeah. 10 I have to have, you know um, I've got a bit of a I mean my wife calls it hoarding I think it's sort of collecting um, <laughs> um, you need to Marie Kondo your sneaker collection man. Ooh, what was that yeah. what was that Marie Kondo Jesus Christ she's the tidying up lady oh right yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, yeah. don't worry <coughs> is that the woman that does like she, folding the towels in like a she's got way tips and structure in order to the best yeah. way to organise different elements of your life yeah, so if George has got a Daily Mail article yeah. where he's I just follow Marie Mrs Hinch man I collection. follow Mrs Hinch and yeah, I'm, I'm cleaning my house all the time like. uh, yeah I got this I got this feature for this article we put out 
on the Daily Mail, and the Daily Mail sold as like CEO with hundred pairs of trainers, Marie Kondo's his sneaker collection, which was, I guess, kind of the way we intended it, quite narrow-mindedly, yeah. So and that was it. I got destroyed. I got destroyed in the comments for this. For for this, like this guy's so sad. He cares about shoes too much. People didn't understand that we're reading the Daily Mail. Well, yeah. <coughs> I mean, working, it's the Daily working, Mail, working, working, working in the city, I am. Um, people go like, oh, what? You could try. I don't even know. I own a pair of trainers, or I don't. You yeah, know, it's own very, a pair of trainers. Well, there are people. There are there are people that I know that yeah, <laughs> just yeah. don't wear them. Do you know what, Andy? They don't kind of people you need to be around me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one needs, no, one, <laughs> no one needs that kind of negativity in their life. Um, but yeah, people. Are, if you have, I wear maybe a different pair of trainers every day. I'm lucky you're, I can wear. You're lying. Trainers. What happens is you walk in in the morning and you've got off white on with a tag still on. They're like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> I've t- I did detag the off whites. Same. Have to. Yeah. Have to. I, so. I felt like an Instantly. absolute tosser walking down I've the street. I've got to dress age appropriately. <laughs> no. So. Anyone's got to be appropriately dressed with those on. Like you can't have the tag on. No. I just, I just felt like for people that I think don't you're understand. Get some comments on the uh, YouTube for this. I don't care. No, I'm no, honest. No, no, I'm brutally no, honest. But I, I took mine off. But there are there are um, there are people that. Love it, and it stands out. Yeah, no, of course. But and for people that don't understand those guys, sorry, go no, I was gonna say that for people that don't understand on the street, who is this guy walking down the street with a tag on his shoe? You know what I mean? It, it's just ridiculous. My tag was flapping everywhere. Yeah, 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 that was recently, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I also like how Dan's been really like conscious this time of not just talking over everybody. Yeah, mm. I really rate that. Oh, thanks, man. And it's like it's Try really, my best. Re- it's really refreshing. Yeah, no worries. I think you're gonna get a lot of love in the comments. Cheers, man. (laughs) I've got a question to ask that, you know, maybe some people might want to answer to. I definitely do in in terms of Brexit and the effect that it may or may not have. I've wanted to know. (laughs) I know this is probably one thing that you you was going to try and ban the B word, wasn't it? Why? Why are we talking about this? I had that same question at the start. The, um, I mean, there was a chance until, until yesterday there's a chance that by the time this aired, we were going to be, we were going to be, we would have already been out. But you know, yeah, see that the, shows what, how much I don't keep up with the news. What? <laughs> so at the moment, it's been, so it's been extended. There's Again. been an extension oh, to the thirty first of October. It's like a great TV show. This is mm-hmm. it? like a really rubbish one. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just an ongoing it's saga just of nothing. But, <laughs> so, aptly, it's Halloween now. Is the date that we're meant to be leaving? Oh, um, yeah. That's funny. So, isn't it? Um, so Jason's just going to come out and do the negotiations. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Film Halloween. Oh right. Yeah. Hopefully, there won't be sort of scenes from the Purge. You can stay, but you have to agree to one night of purge. How <laughs> oh, um, uh, bomb proof is this room? <laughs> <laughs> it, it absolutely kills business investment because people don't know. Business. They don't in the UK. Yeah. So yeah. people don't necessarily want to um, invest in the UK not until they know yeah Yeah. Um, you've also got problems with uh, getting uh, whether it's more raw raw materials or products the the importation fees and stuff uh, which is the the big sticking point the big sticking point is the uh, the Irish border um, which is a whole backstop thing that they've been talking about because for instance Guinness moves backwards and forwards during the um, brewing process um, between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland because it starts in Northern Ireland and they move it to mix it in Southern Ireland and then moved it back to bottled in Northern Ireland or something. So that's, that's why you couldn't have a physical that's why they don't want a physical border. Plus also it's part of the Good Friday Agreement that they signed and they don't want a they don't want a border um, there. Um, but you also had a problem so people were panicking in the run up to um, when we were going to Brexit. Uh, so they start stocking up on things. So if you're a business and you suddenly think, 
Oh, I'm not going to be able to get my, my, my widgets um, from my mate in Brussels or whatever. Um, you you sort of... I'm just using it as a... It's like when old people like, panic by when they say, oh, we're going to have 10, 10 weeks of snow and they go, oh, let me go and buy 50 tins of baked beans of and bread. loads of but toilet rolls. Let's say there's a component that you can't, you know, that you, you desperately yeah, need yeah. and you'll... Um, so you'll stock up on that. Hmm. So it's exactly the analogy you use. So now there's been a lot of restocking they call it or stocking up on this and now it's been pushed out so now you're going to have a period of destocking and then they'll restock again in the run-up to october restocking things whatever it is if Items, you're a business yeah. yeah if you're a business you're manufacturing something let's say you're soul making mugs, trainers soul supply yeah. let's say you're making trainers and you get your laces from you get everything else is, is, is you've got it all sorted but your laces come from somewhere where you're so worried you that loads, you might be, so you get loads case. of laces you think well if i've got any laces i can't sell my shoes yeah so you buy um, loads so you buy loads money. of laces and then guess what next month how many laces are you going to buy because you've got like boxes and boxes of them out there. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. So then you've got your stock. So then you destock by you just eat, go, eating through what you've what you've stocked up on. And then you get once you back down to your normal inventory level, then you can start um, you can start your normal practice. But then going into October the thirty first, so through into October, you might start stocking up again because you're worried the ramifications. So for, so, for, so for the people at home, the people watching this, what they want to know is, are their trainers going to go up in price or down in price? Mm. It's a good. It's a good question. Well, um, I'm expecting you to give us all the answers, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the people have sent me to ask. <laughs> um, I think very quickly. <laughs> I think very people quickly a lot of <laughs> a lot of this will actually um, not be as sensationalist as it's been made out to be. I think the ultimate question is: Are we going to have to pay more money? For Air Force Ones, because there's been a lot of controversy <laughs> over the years about the, the rise in the price of Air Force yeah. One. Yeah. So you know, so I feel like seventy-five pounds. Seventy-five pounds at the moment. I mean, I think Theresa May first brought it up, didn't she? Yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah. I think actually Margaret Thatcher, to be fair, what she was the first. Think I was being serious. You know, I, I I think if anything, you'd probably you may see some backlog of of stock moving around. Uh, I don't think it's going to drive up prices in the shops because ultimately people will find way around, mm. ways around it. However, people are still going to want to buy Nike trainers. They're mm. still going to want to buy. Certainly you know. However, so. so for example, you're you know post Brexit, you're at home. You need to get your hands on a pair of trainers. They've sold <laughs> out. They've sold out in the UK, and you need to buy from an international, a European retailer, right? Yeah. The price is so now we're talking go up. euros, not pounds. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Netflix exposure there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Digi hedge. And you also, away. what about your what about, about your import duties that you might have to pay as well? Yeah. So is that just coming the post and packaging? Yeah. Potentially. Is that what you mean, post and packaging? Well, yeah, but like so, import. Yeah, I'm trying to break that simplify for people. I think most people know what import duties. It would be there are if you buy if if you buy items no, from it's not the okay. same thing as it Sam tell us tell us what is <laughs> you can shake your head in the corner there make it <laughs> stupid tell us the difference the import duty is what you pay when it comes into the country not to move it into the country okay but what if it's coming from outside of the country yes so that's, the point. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about <laughs> just my post and packaging post and packaging would be UPS sending it yeah. but the excise uh, is something you would yeah. pay to the government of the country it's going into yes. so for it so, so I think if you like buy Bape products in, like j online in Japan. Mm -hmm. I think there is a, like a warning disclaimer that says you might be liable for. Yeah, and um, you will for, be. For, for the, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's quite yeah. a considerable sum um, of it. Yeah, as well. oh, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, uh, which plays into the hands of people being able to go to the states or go to a store and actually pick it up, mm. um, knowing that actually be factored into the price when you're 
if you if you're if you're buying it. I don't so, know if you know this at all, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. I reckon he does. So would there be a difference in price between import duties or something coming from the US or something coming yeah. from Europe, Europe. post Brexit? <clears throat> so if we were to when we Brexit, yeah. if we Brexit, yeah. sounds yeah, like a good song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when we if Brexit, we, the, the the point Brexit. that the the hardline Brexiteers wanted is they want to be able to negotiate their own tariffs mm. with countries. If you're part of the um, customs union within the EU, I can't believe we're talking about Brexit. Mm. Uh, if we're, yeah, you were just talking about tariffs, union. and I was thinking I need to renegotiate my one with EE. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a walk in the park. Of this. Um, it, so if uh, if you're part of the customs union uh, within the EU, yeah. they are not going to let you undercut them with uh, your with with. So if you wanted to turn around and make the UK a fantastic place and, and really sort of spur. Oh, it already is a fantastic place. What am I talking yeah, about? If you wanted to, if you wanted to bring fresh investment in, all I could think of was Las Vegas when you said it is a fantastic. <laughs> oh place. yeah, Las Vegas. Maybe that's what we need. Yeah. We need all we um, have big, a night big night in Las Vegas. Everyone be alright. Las Vegas. Forget yeah. the old no, government so, down there. Yeah, if you wanted, um, to, you'd undercut the customs. So, union, so, right? so ultimately, if you want to drive investment into your country, you can try and entice people in. So whether it would be sort of like we got cheap Air Force Ones, corporation taxes and stuff like that. I'm not saying you're going to be able to compete with manufacturing in the far east and such like that but there are certain things and also services that would that that, that you could try and attract to the country now if you were able to do that and undercut the EU, that's basically what they, what they want to stop happening so if you remain in the european in the customs union within the europe you will be tied to the tariffs that they sign with other countries now donald trump um is having uh, has been having a lot of discussions with China about tariffs. I don't know if you've seen a lot this of discussions sort of stuff, with people on Twitter about the um, things. He loves his he loves his Twitter, mm. um, but um, he's also now because he's got further down the road now with those discussions. They're getting to the point now of uh, of having some stuff that they they're able to sign and move on. He's now turning to look at Europe. So last night he was on Twitter just sort of saying it's a shame that the UK uh, are getting such a hard time. No, they're getting that they're uh, getting such a hard time from the EU. I can't remember the words. Well, but he wants exactly them to leave. Use. He wants yeah. us to leave. Well, do you know what his advice to Theresa May was that he that she didn't take? Sue the EU. <laughs> I was going to say something so inappropriate. Then. <laughs> um, yeah, good. because it's better for him if we leave the EU because then we can he can undercut. Yeah, but what you've also got to remember is it might sound great that we can then go and sign a trade agreement with the US, but look at all the trade agreements he's signing. Who's it benefiting? He thinks everyone's been taking advantage of the US. So Maybe they them, have. Yeah. So you're never going to... So fine, we might be able to uh, uh, agree a, a tariff or rate with the US, but it's you know Trump's not going to suddenly go, yeah, roll over. He's a businessman. Well, he's what about make the sneakers, sure. Andy? <laughs> How I mean, does this affect the sneakers? So, though? But, but it's where the man, you're, dodging, the you're dodging the question, aren't you? And the people did yeah. send Alex the to get the answer. Sent me the answer. <laughs> He's here. He wants answers. Um, the they're manufactured in the Far East. I don't know if that would be. It way of circumve- of circumventing it. So essentially, you um, cannot tell me where I'll be paying more money. Like Air <laughs> I'm going to take a view summer. that mm. if there's any any technical technological advance at all in an Air Force One, you'll be paying more for it in a couple of years' time. Yeah, but that's not. That's completely <laughs> different. You can't do that. That was a politician's <laughs> answer. <laughs> What's this? You, this you said, am I going to be paying more for my Air Force Ones? I just moved the goalpost slightly. Like, <laughs> advance. Right. What is your favourite sneaker of all time? business studies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite sneaker of all time? Um, I like Air Force 
Oh, uh, well. <laughs> I do like Air Force One. And oh, how well. much will they cost post-Brexit? <laughs> well, if they're made out of gold. <laughs> but I, I think, for me, the, um, the Air Max... The Air Max One. Is yes, late. Andy. Uh, and I like. I try and be his mate now. He is my mate. Just quizzed him for <laughs> Yeah. And the the OG red and white is nice. Is that a university red? <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you done this on purpose? I might just leave. <laughs> I might just leave now. I know there was Are we a few, looking at Alex in many years? Is this a few weeks ago? <laughs> oh, I know there's a lot of university red chatter in here. There so, was. Yeah, um, was. But I do like the raw blue. Yeah. Because blue is my favourite colour. It's nice. So I'd say I'd say an an Air Max. One. Air Max 1 Roll, yeah. roll blue Fair blue I'm an Air Max 1 guy No one I think actually if... asked you to be fair <laughs> <laughs> We were very much talking to Andy I don't know how he felt like The conversation went back to you It's destroyed you in <laughs> one oh my god How dare you Man. How dare you We've Mr. got a guest on the dog. show sorry. We've got I'm a guest sorry. on the show And then you just sorry. absolutely turn around and Do you know how a podcast works right Someone makes a point so He's like, he's finished yeah, yeah. But We may have had more questions for Andy Ask him then. Don't about, yeah, swear on the podcast Why don't you ask Andy your questions, mate? Go on. <laughs> I will. Yeah. So, Andy, <laughs> at what point do you think I'm going to be paying more money for my Air Force One? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a real politician's stance on this, though, haven't you? You really don't. You because haven't thought I about it. Well, we've got lots of things to think about, and, and unfortunately, there's been so much stuff around Brexit that, like the creases. Been, that has been thrown around, whether it's scaremongering, yeah. complacency, whatever it is, there's been, from all sides, you know. Who, what who, are brands like JD Sports doing right now to plan for this? Making their money. Yeah, but what are they doing though? What's their plan for this? That's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, they've got, they've obviously got their businesses in the US and such like that, so that there's not, they're, they're international. They they're their global, bets, basically. Um, yeah. But um, but you know, again, I, I I'll probably be proved wrong on this, and someone will probably put in the comments field. But I think a lot of this stuff's coming from from the Far East. So I think if that those if those sort of shipping um, the, the sort of the shipping via there and such like that, you would just be still you would still be um, you'd still be paying the tariffs that you would have been paying. Mm-hmm. I could I, I can I probably the likelihood is we'll be part of the customs union. I think um, so it means we'll end up falling back onto the, the tariffs that are already in place of the same EU. old shit no. mm. so, so to finish this off because this has been very educational for both us and the viewers mainly you, you mainly for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've learned a lot right Dan talking again it wasn't us um, as you know we do like we give away uh, Soul Supplier mugs and we tend to get the audience involved so this week why don't you give them they're kind of challenged to get involved. So we, we usually, you know, we've done the corner shop thing. We did the, uh, with Alex and the Hacker now, we did what item would you customise? What would you like to set the challenge at? What was the one that you did with the King of Trainers? <clears throat> Uh, I don't think we did one. Oh no, you did. You did. It was a nickname for George. Ah, oh, yes, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Andy, so soul supplier. <laughs> Sultan. Sultan of the soul Sultan supplier, is it? Soul. Yeah. What What can you? Give okay. our, our, our followers, our viewers. Well, seeing as we uh, we ended up talking so much about Brexit, mm. what so we want to know the best things how they're playing. We can say what the price of Air Force One will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Everyone, seventy five pounds Okay, so let's say how people uh, within their sort of around the sneakers how they best prepare for Brexit. Oh, interesting. You've got to get really creative. Oh, that is a hard yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. 
I, mean, I like it though. So you know, how are everyone's people... got everyone puts their pictures up on Instagram and stuff like that. So how are just... people best prepared for Brexit in this with their sneaker? Game? They're just going to have Union Jacks in the back of their pictures. <laughs> Could be anything. Listen, it's about mindset. What are you, are you worried? Are you worried about not being able to get your sneakers? So what are your yeah. thoughts on Brexit when and it comes sneakers. to sneakers? Yeah. God, this is going to be some political comment section, man. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if you know some of the audience will know what Brexit is. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> wow. I'm joking. Come on. It's only offend people. Yeah. <laughs> only offend people when you come on. I think man. my main thing, man. <laughs> I think most most people that will be caring much mostly about their sneakers is they will have enough sneakers to be able to cope post Brexit, whatever the whatever the outcome is. Definitely. Yeah, there's so, definitely not going to be a shortage, that's for sure. Um so yeah. Andy, thank you very, very Andy, much thanks. for coming on. No, it's my been, pleasure. Thank you. Been, been, did invite. you cover everything written on the most? No. You didn't. You didn't. No. So we need a second episode then. Maybe we need a post. So I want to talk about customization and sustainability. How oh, how deep oh. in are we, by the way? How many minutes Hour is this? Hour and twenty minutes. Hour and sixty minutes. I think we should save it for another time. We'll we'll save it for another time. I think yeah. we need to get you back on. We need a post Brexit yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that might be never then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, depends, it depends if you make it out the purge or not, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, we, that's we actually run pretty fast. Take yeah. take a look back at what the price of Air Force Ones are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, we'll remember this date. Tenth <laughs> of April, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, either that or you can be a political correspondent for yeah. sneakers. <laughs> if there is such a thing, yeah. I don't give any answers. Don't give any answers, yeah. Yeah, he said there's a lot of things to think about. Moving on. <laughs> All right, well, thank, thank you very much, much mate. Thanks, thanks very much. much. Really insightful. Thank cool. you.